Welcome to the Sports Bros Podcast, featuring the almighty B-Live, the money man, Scotty D, and your host, the head of creative, Eddie Cool. The Sports Bros Podcast, by the fan, for the fan, talking sports just the way you like it. And without any further ado, let's give it up for the Sports Bros. It's Tuesday, it's Valentine's Day, love is in the air, can I get to the yet? No, I'm not finna do all that, this be your boy Eddie Cool, and welcome to your favorite sports podcast, none other than the Sports Bros Podcast. It's the day after the Super Bowl, well a couple days after the Super Bowl at this point in time, we're all feeling good, everybody is happy, for the most part, Uh, let's see. We got to see Patrick Mahomes' daddy once again because he's the gift that keeps on giving. But that's neither here nor there. I'm going to shut up because I'm rambling incoherently. And uh, I got two of the best co-hosts in the world because you could listen to me all day, but you don't want to. Trust me. I don't even want to listen to me. Introducing first, the almighty B-Live. What's happening? What's going on in the world today? Um, I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm, I'm going to steal this from Scotty D. Because I'm, I, uh, everybody may be feeling good, but I might be slightly depressed because we ain't got no more football. And when I say we ain't got no more football, I mean, yes, we got the XFL coming up. Yes, we got the USFL coming up. But it's we we have no more NFL. It is it. it went from thirty two teams to one, and now it's. Now is the offseason, and every team's going to try their best to scramble and do what the Kansas City Chiefs have already put together. Franchise quarterback, uh, awesome coach and assistant coaches, uh, offensive line, defensive line, then the secondary, then the wide receivers, the tight ends, then running back, and then safeties, and then special teams. And then, okay, I, I, may, I may be naming all the things that my Panthers need. Um, but I, I, my bad. I apologize. <laughs> I'm over here like, damn. You want to name a long I... snapper, the fans in the stand, <laughs> Harry the hot dog vendor? Oh, trust and believe I would replace half our fans um, in a heartbeat. But I, I, I digress. Go ahead and introduce the other guy. Let him talk about something. Sing us, sing us a song and do what he do. He is her. And the other guy. Not only is he the pride of Washington, Pennsylvania, other than being the man of money. And he is not from North Carolina. <laughs> he is, pound for pound, the strongest lunch lady in the Trinity School District. And he does not burn up the breakfast pizza. He is the one, the only, the money man, Scotty D. I just called to say I love you. And I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Happy Valentine's to all you lovely ladies. Listen out there, all two or three of you. Yes, it is Valentine's Day episode of the Sports Bros Podcast. Um, yeah, man, it was uh, an interesting weekend. There was an outstanding UFC card on Saturday night and an outstanding football game on Sunday. And guys, no need to delay any further. Let's talk about that big game we saw on Sunday. Did you love it? 
Did you love it? Did you love the game? All right, let's get this thing started. Here it is, the top of the order. And to answer your question about the game, Scotty D, did I love it? You know what? I think I was just happy just to see, hey, it's the Super Bowl. We got two good teams playing. And um, I'm not going to lie, this one was, like, real hard to predict, like, who was going to win and by how much. And, of course, you know, they got this whole thing about the script being out there. I I'll talk about that script and, and all that mess and, and 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 mess later on in my pepper point. But, um, yeah, it's just um, I, I think it was a good game, despite the call that got everybody up in arms. Speaking of that call, fellas, how do you feel – about that call being called when it was, if that makes sense, you know what I'm saying? Like, how did, did you think it had a, an effect on the game? What what, what say y'all? Well, Scotty Scotty D, what say you? Yeah, it definitely had an effect on the game. I, you know, and and guys, I I've been very open with my disdain to the Eagles. I obviously do not like that team because I'm a Cowboy fan, and I was rooting for Kansas City, and I picked them to win. 23-20. I picked them to win by a field goal. I was right on that, but the scoring was way higher than I expected. But yes, that call did affect the game, and I didn't love it. Was the call correct? You could argue very strongly that it was a correct call, that the uh, the, the defensive back grabbed Juju Smith-Schuster, which he did, and he said he did. He did. He not only grabbed the jersey, but he impeded his progress trying to release from the line of scrimmage, you know, with his left hand. He, he he definitely did. I didn't love it because I thought that for the most part, the officials allowed that game to be decided on the field. I've heard coaches before say, if I don't know the referees are out there, if they're not calling much, I'm cool with that. And when they say that, that means there will be missed calls going against them both ways. You had two very, very stout defensive fronts here. And you had no sacks either way. I think one sack was registered. And that was when Jalen Hurts ran out of bounds behind the line of scrimmage. That was, I think, the only sack registered in the game. That means you're telling me for 60 minutes, no offensive lineman held a defensive lineman. Kind of hard to believe that. But I'm okay very, with that. Very hard to believe. Very, very hard, hard to believe, to believe. That, that those good offensive or defensive lines didn't get held at any point during the game. And I'm okay with that because that's the way they called it. But they, the referees, for the most part, kept the flags in their pockets. I think uh, Kansas City finished with three penalties, and I think the Eagles, that, that controversial one I think was their sixth mm -hmm. of the game. And most of those penalties that were called were like pre-snap penalties, offsides and you know neutral zone infractions, that kind of stuff. So the subjective penalties were not called a lot. And as a matter of fact, there was a penalty earlier in the game that Juju Smith-Schuster was the receiver and I think it was the same defensive back. What, what's the, I, I'm forgetting his name at the moment. The the the, the one the, the penalty was called James, on James Bradbury. Bradbury, yeah. And Bradbury, I think in that same instance, got there early, and it should have been an interference call, and it was not. And the Chiefs punted, and that was a big missed call, in my opinion. A call that should have been made. Everyone says that that call at the end of the game really affected the outcome of the game, but who's to say that that call early? wouldn't have led to a Chiefs touchdown. So I, I can understand both sides of this because I think the call overall was probably a correct call. I didn't love it because because they had let so much go on through the game. They didn't they didn't over penalize. And I liked it. I thought the game for the most part was well officiated. And I, I hate hearing this the fix was in stuff and they won because of that call. And come on with that. 
The fact of the matter is they were up 10 at halftime. Mahomes had the ball four times in the second half and scored on all of them. You didn't stop him. You had your opportunity to run and hide from this team, and you didn't You didn't do that. Um, going back, um, we had a, a, a play at one point. The, the Eagles, were they were pretty much driving the ball at will. They were not getting stopped at all. There's a third and two call. Um, after K- Kadarius Tony scored, he, he's wide open. That's another thing, Eagles fans. You want to be mad. Be mad that the Chiefs scored two touchdowns and nobody was in the same area code as you – or the same zip code on either either touchdown. They, they Both times the receiver ran that in route and back to the outside and nobody picked him up, blown coverage. Well, after the Kadarius Tony one, the next series the Eagles punted, and that was after they had a third and two. Now, they've been picking third and twos up all game long. Jalen Hurts is running like a madman all game long. And that one – he dropped back. He was about 14 yards of the line of, behind the line of scrimmage and got chased and had to throw the ball out of the ba- out of bounds. And that was followed up with the longest punt return in Super Bowl history. That sets up Patrick Mahomes at the five yard line. You know, I when you see those things, you can't just say the officials were against you. The officials on a replay took a touchdown off the board that Kansas City had scored defensively. Mm-hmm. It was a bang bang call, and they what I think correctly ruled that the receiver didn't have it, but he actually did catch and turn two steps. Boom. The ball comes out. My point is if they were against the Eagles, if they were trying to make the Eagles lose the game, you had a touch already in the board. They could have let stand. I, I don't buy into the officials were the reason that the Eagles lost this game. I, I just don't Not Whenever you're up 10 at halftime, go ahead. Be live. One thing I do specialize um, from time to time is that I do like to make memes. I do like to take some of uh, some fans' knee-jerk reactions and make it somewhat comical. So yes, there I did I did plug into the conspiracy theory when I made a made a meme of Jalen Hurts and um, by the quarter and then put a picture of Cam Newton. Because oh, they were headhunting during that, that Super funny. Bowl. That was funny. That, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, 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 these are comical. This is not necessarily what I actually believe. You're a I funny will, guy. You are. A funny, <laughs> funny. I I I will feed in. I will feed into some things. And then of course, with James Bradbury, because after the game, he says he admits that he held Juju Smith Schuster. And I'm like, hmm. I was like, did somebody slip you a check in between the times and take the heat off the referees? So, you know, let me slide this over to you. Now, on on real, um, there was two plays that were the detriment of the Philadelphia Eagles on the defensive side of the ball. Um, It was a a double move. I I don't know exactly what it's called, but the, the wide receiver fakes like he's doing a slant route and then does a wheel route outside. I don't know. There's a specific name of that play, but God forbid if the Eagles did not get burnt every time on that play. That was the play that James Bradbury held Juju Smith shoes on. That was the play that Kadarius Tony was by himself on one time. And um, there was uh, what was it, Sky Moore? Sky Moore. Yeah. 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 And nobody was on that side of the field. And it was the same exact play. Um, for those that played Madden. If you hit triangle and then hit L1, it will flip the play. That's exactly what they did. Like it would ran on the right side, then they turned around, flipped the play, and ran it on the left side. And there was absolutely <clears throat> nobody on that side of the field both times. I've never seen anybody that 
wide open. And so it, it, those are the plays. That, that, it was the timing of that penalty. A lot of people will sit and say that, all oh, the tick for tap, blah, 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 yada, yada. Yes, they, the flags weren't coming out in bunches, and that was a crucial time. But, I mean, if you impede the player's process at any point in time, it's gonna, it, it can be called. Just because, just because it isn't called one time and it is called the second time doesn't mean that you weren't wrong both times. There's been a lot of times where I've been on the road and I've been burning it down. No, I'm speeding and got no business. There's an extra and I didn't get caught. That does not mean I wasn't wrong all the time. So yep. let's, 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 let's stop there. Let's, let's, so, yeah, that conspiracy stuff, I like to feed into it because it's funny how people react to stuff. Didn't have a dog in the fight. But, yeah, the Philly defense was not the Philly defense that I'm used to seeing. The fact that uh, Mahomes did not get sacked <clears throat> at all. Zero. None. The, Eagle, the Eagles this season had the third most sacks in NFL history. And give a, a goose egg. With a limping Patrick Mahomes, you got to give credit to Kansas City's offensive line at this point in time. Because man, I thought Hassan Reddick was going to call call cause all kinds of ruckus back there, and that did not happen. And- See, B Live, remember we were t- we talked about this last week too. Remember, I said I thought that the Eagles hadn't faced anybody like this. And remember, we were listing mm-hmm. some of the teams on the schedule, and I said, you know, they faced Trevor Lawrence early. They faced Jared Goff early. They faced the Cowboys with Cooper Rush early. They faced Dak on Christmas Day, and he lit him up for over 30. So, I, you know, I, I think I hate saying overrated because they were actually the best team and the best defense in the league, but that was kind of what I was alluding to last week. I didn't think they had been tested enough, particularly yeah. as of late, whenever they played the 49ers, who didn't have a quarterback on the field. Right. right. And that, that I, will, I will agree with you on that. Because <clears throat> sometimes you can have the talent, but if it's not utilized, you in you may you may face somebody that uh, you, you might not have all the way been ready for. And sim- simply put, Patrick Mahomes was more than what the Eagles were ready for. And even like in in certain um, situations, there's one thing that has not been talked about a lot. But I mean that has not been talked about at all. But it was a 14 point swing when Jalen Hurts didn't get touched and lost the ball. Flute he play. Just blip, blip, blip. That was a 14-point yep. swing because the yep. Eagles were moving. That They were driving, was, yes. Man, they were driving. I was like, oh, this is it. I guess, man, the Eagles are. And he was like, oh, no, y'all, y'all can have that one. And ran down. They had n- Chiefs had no answer for them at that point in the game. Now, and here's the, here's the crazy part. And shout out again to Jalen Hurts because I know that was a that was a fluke play. But good lord, if he didn't carry this team on his back, he was outstanding. Good lord, he was outstanding. Yeah, he, man, he played one hell of a game. Outside of that fumble, I mean, over 300 yards passing, oh, 70 yards rushing, three rushing touchdowns, dude. The MVP, except that he didn't win the game. Yeah. God, he almost could have given it to him anyway. Right, right. I'm over here. I'm over here looking at some things. I did, I did not see too much of Kenneth Gainwell, Miles Sanders, Boston Scott. What happened? Where y'all at? 
put out Chiefs, Chiefs outrushed them decisively. That yeah. was a big difference in the game. And part of the reasons why Hurts threw for so many more yards than Mahomes did, because Mahomes didn't have the ball that often. And when they were driving, the running game was effective. So, yeah, that is, that is, it is crazy. The time of possession, Eagles, yardage, Eagles, all of like you all across the board, but it's, it's, <clears throat> a lot of, there was a, there was a lot of different factors, but all is one of those things where we see something and we all immediately knee jerk reaction. The Eagles had plenty, and I mean plenty of opportunities to win this game, and they did not capitalize. And so, hats off, but fellas, two Super Bowl wins in the first five seasons? Is Patrick Mahomes the new face of the NFL, and do we start already putting him in the – I, you know what? I'm almost tired of this animal. This animal keeps getting mentioned more and more and more when it comes to comparison <laughs> stuff like this. Nah. Wait, do we put Patrick Mahomes in the GOAT conversation already? Uh, uh, mm, well, I'm going to go ahead and say uh, first off. Yeah, talk, talk to us about how you feel about the Super Bowl. <laughs> All right, so how I feel about Super Bowl real quick. I'm going to answer that question. Uh, the Super Bowl, it was a great contest. The game was tightly contested. Um, the Eagles, they had a game plan in the first half and in the second half. I don't want to say the bottom fell out. It's just um, I don't know what the hell Andy Reid said, but he got them together, and then he got the Chiefs back out there, and they, you know, did what they did best. And like oh, I they, told, were, they were flawless in the second half, by yeah, the way. Yeah, they were. They were the, the, way the, the way the Chiefs played in the second half, I was like, oh, boy. Yeah, and and shout out to um pharmaceutical company um whatever was in that um that shot that you know Mahomes, <laughs> you know Mahomes got a little boost. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I th- I thought it was over. I thought that ankle was through, and he came out the second half was like just running all over my bed. I, I just interrupted stuff. <laughs> so, no, it's all good. You're right. And I was going to allude to that too. Like you know he 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 you know. Left the second, left the first half limping, came back, you know, dun, 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 super Patrick Mahomes. And so they played a flawless game. I think from the time of possession standpoint, the Eagles did a good job in the first half keeping him off the field and wearing down that defense. Because I said, man, if the and the Eagles was just like, look, we're going to run this ball and we're going to run the ball effectively as much as they can. Like it was like a, a, a third and one and third and inches. They do like the bunch formation, everybody pushing, and, and it was. The, the Jalen Hurts special, I squat 600 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the damn, yeah, the damn Jalen Hurts special. You got like a quarter ton of men just pushing bodies everywhere. Making <laughs> right. things happen. It's nuts, man. It's crazy. But uh, as far as the GOAT conversation goes, um, I'm, I'm tired of it. I, I look at it like this. Patrick Mahomes, I got one better for you. At this rate, Patrick Mahomes is on his way to a Hall of Fame career. Oh, that's well. He's for now. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. He he he's <laughs> on his he's on his way to a Hall of Fame career because you know Brady is still you know as far as like winning wise, he's still the gold standard with with seven championships. So if he gets if Patrick Mahomes gets another more, then he'll be in that conversation of some of the best all time quarterbacks. I will say this though, like what is there, Patrick Mahomes? What is there that Patrick Mahomes cannot do? I mean, I told people like, man, oh man, you think uh, he gonna Kansas City gonna win the Super Bowl? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to see, they probably gonna win the Super Bowl, and I'm gonna tell you why. I said, just think, 
You lose Tyreek Hill in the off, in the offseason. You wind up signing Marquez Valdez. I can't catch nothing scantling. Your dra- <laughs> your draft rookie Sky Moore, and then you get Juju Corvette Corvette TikTok Smith Schuster. Um, and then you wind up getting Kadarius Tony in the middle of the season, and you take that, and and then you also got you you got Clyde Edwards Hilaire who can't stay healthy, and here come Isaiah Pacheco. I'll say this, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, your ass is in trouble from a job standpoint. I hope you get well, but you in trouble. You are in trouble. But he was uh, actually he was actually a healthy scratch. Yeah, like he he. Like they yeah. they um they activated them, but then scratched them. Like, hey, I'm sorry, we can only suit up fifty three. So yeah, um, Pacheco Pacheco runs hard. Yeah, Pacheco. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I, I tell you what, Elaire may have gotten that uh, another crack at that job. Had McKinnon on the uh, the run slid at the one yard line at the very end of the game to set up the field goal. Yeah. He almost stood up and and walked into the end zone. If you mm-hmm. notice yeah. his yeah. momentum when he stood back up, he almost tipped. The <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Into the end zone. Who was it that did that a few years ago? Was it Gurley or somebody that accidentally scored and everybody was mad at him? No, well, it was uh, Ahmad Bradshaw that one year. Maybe that's who it was. I right? know yeah. everyone was the mad, Super Bowl. mad at somebody. Well, no, this was a, this was a non-Super Bowl game, but some somebody thought, did, had done that. They, they scored accidentally. Didn't I think it, I think it was Gurley that you're talking about. I think I think uh, so too. Yeah, but had McKinnon stood up and then fallen into the end zone. And then the Eagles came back and scored. That would have been an incredible story right there. That would have been that would have been even crazier than this this penalty situation. But um, speaking, but you, speak, um, and I was going to say just throw this in there. Speaking of somebody that may not have a job after um, the Super Bowl, um, the ground the entire keeper, field crew, yeah. <laughs> oh my the, god! The, the, the grounds crew for the um, State Farm Stadium. Um, uh, yo, all of you fired, fired. Wow. No, no, what an embarrassment! I've what an never... embar- what an embarrassment for the league that was. People want to talk about the officiating wasn't good, it was fine. They were good, the players were good. Uh, some say the national anthem was good, most of the stuff was good, but that was terrible. That was terrible. And I noticed that on I first noticed when Kelsey scored his first touchdown, he slipped, yep, yep, you know, into the end zone. Then he got up and he was doing his, his dumb dance. I got some words for Kelsey too, by the way, in a moment. But that he's doing his dance. But these guys are slipping all over the place. This is a pretty big game to not have good field conditions, especially yeah. when you had all this time to prepare. And I'll tell you, two, two you don't need weeks to, was hey two hey like I learned when I was young. Two weeks is fourteen days. You can get a lot done in fourteen days, including taking care of that damn grass. You gotta have it. You gotta have it better than that. And you don't need that much paint on the field. That may have even been a, f- a reason why Bucker missed the extra or the field goal that he did. He was kicking out of different colors, and that might be something that kickers are not accustomed to. You know, you same like when you line up over a golf shot, sometimes it doesn't look right. You know, maybe it, it changed his eye. Who's to say? But the, the footing, the one kicker, the the other kicker slipped kicking the ball off for yep. the Eagles. Well, I mean, yeah. that's there were slips everywhere. You can't have that. And can you imagine had had the Eagles gotten the ball back with that minute and a half down a field goal? And what if what if they have a guy streaking to the end zone and he slips and falls before he can get his hands on the ball because the field conditions are poor? Oh my gosh, that you can't have that. That cannot be a factor. Not to that degree. That was terrible. Yeah. And I heard somebody say on uh one of the post game shows that 
it was the same thing for Oregon and Auburn, I believe, in a national championship game several years ago. Same, the same surface, same, the same stadium. Mm-hmm. If you if you have if you have it that happened eight nine years ago and it's still happening, quit it. Right. Do better. Go somewhere yeah. else. If you can't if you can't put on a good Super Bowl because your field sucks, don't go there. Yeah, that's something that's definitely got to be reevaluated because it was bad. Like and the thing about it is, is that. I've had um, I've had knee and ankle injuries in the past, and every time I see stuff like that, it just it scares the crap out of me. And I'm not even athletic anymore. This like an <laughs> ankle, like ankle, it, it knees, MCLs, ACLs, and all that stuff. Those are not anything to play with. Yeah, and they're that, lucky that is, nobody got hurt. Like one of the major players last night. I mean, right. fortunately, injuries didn't really play much of a factor into the game, but very easily could have. I mean, if you're, if you're planting and trying to make a turn and your leg goes one way and your body goes the other. Oh man, that was ridiculous. That, that, that has to be, you're right. That has to be addressed. Um, I was over here. Like, I, I, the thing about it is I was going to make a meme of that. I couldn't find a picture of the dude, but I was like, bro. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, that needs to be reevaluated at some point of time. At the end of the day, all in all, it was a highly competitive matchup. It was exa- it was what we expected, a little bit more scoring than what we expected. But all in all, just a good Super Bowl with just points and places that we can always talk about. I'm still like, how, you just, how can you be that wide open? My God! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but just um, just <clears throat> just for just for the sake of. Scotty D, please tell us how you feel about every time they give Travis Kelsey the mic. Let's get this, it. This guy, I mean, he's he's completely ridiculous. He's yelling and screaming, you got to give us our respect. You got to show us our respect. Dude, I picked you to win last week. Quit yelling at me. I give you respect. <laughs> it ain't my fault. Everybody <laughs> thinks you're good, dude. Everybody thinks you're good. You've been to the Super Bowl now three times in four years. There's plenty of respect to go out there and yell and act like a complete douche after the football game over a national is inexcusable. It, this guy is a clown. I think Travis Kelsey very possibly might be the greatest tight end of all time. He's in a pair, I think, in a party of two with Tony Gonzalez. But, dude, don't don't give this guy a microphone because he he sucks at that. Give Gronk <laughs> a mic. Give Gronk a microphone. He he knows how to get on a mic and make you smile. This is He's over the top. Every time this guy talks. This happened after the championship game a couple weeks ago, too. He's yelling at the Bengals fans and the ba- come on, man. I mean, g- give me a little, give me a little relief from Travis Kelsey in the microphone. <laughs> hey, you know, hey, speaking of uh, speaking of Gronk in the um in the microphone, did y'all see that little bit between uh Sean Payton and Gronk when they were doing their predictions? And uh I missed that. I missed uh, that. Oh, uh, that was funny as hell. So they were sitting there and it's like um all right, with um everybody, all right, we made our picks. Now it's over to Gronk and Coach Sean Payton. And so, like, you can tell it was staged, but they was like, look, you know, if you hang around, get your job in Denver, you ain't got nothing to worry about, man. You ain't got nothing to worry about. And you know, da, 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 da. <laughs> I mean, just they were just this open talking. And next thing you know, it's like, oh, picks, picks. Uh, uh, I, I picked the Eagles by seven. I picked the Kansas City Chiefs by 14. Back to you guys. <laughs> I was like, this is hilarious. That was oh so, that, man, that that was so doggone funny, man! Just to see them be like that candid and that open, like, look, I'm gonna try to get your job and everything. Hell, who, <laughs> who who knows? We can't say that's tampering because he's retired, so it's kind of like, hey, hey, man, you know. Did he did he fill out his papers? 
That's oh. the new thing now. Yeah. Good Lord. But I, I wanted to say this. You know who I blame for Travis Kelsey? Who? Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Not everything has to be a WWE promo. <laughs> he cuts that promos. Is, you, he cuts that's, promos. That's, exactly, yes. that's exactly what it is. It's like you, you can see the WWE influence in all of our daily lives. It's like, yo, okay, I get it. I but do it good. Do it good. <laughs> do better. Yeah. You're not doing very well, Adam. I mean, the, his promos suck. <laughs> Might have a link. Give my Give us respect. Okay. <sighs> okay, dude. And not a we, man one. Not, not a man, man one. I was like, what? Oh, uh, well, you got you got to understand. You got to understand who does the cooking at the house. And you know, she he, he for the culture at least. You know what I'm saying? Ah, uh, my bad. East Cleveland's <laughs> own. East Cleveland's <laughs> own. Travis Kelsey. He's a tiger, true and true. As they say in um, Cleveland Heights, go Heights, go. They got a pretty good program over there. But um, yeah, that's it for football. The NFL for now. But I'll talk to you a little bit more in our pepper in our pepper section about the XFL and the Week One schedule. Ugh. <laughs> yes. Are you really? Oh man. Yeah, just 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 to see you, just to see your face turn, Scott. Just like you know, Ugh. like 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 you like you smelled a a hot fart in, in, on a hot day in the zoo with some sour milk. I just you know, I, I just, we got I, we got two leagues, three actually. You got oh. XFL, the USFL, got fan control football. Man, we are jam packed with football all year. Didn't. Just yeah. going to Canadian football, man. We got football all year long now. Year yes. round football. No, we don't. Scotty Cavante Turpin was the MVP of the uh, USFL, and he did pretty good playing for the Cowboys. Come on now, he, he was he was about your best player on, at on one point. Yes, Cavante Turpin. We're not talking about the Cowboys. Scottie, We're done with that. Scottie, We're done. A, you had a MV. You had a MVP on your team, and his name was not Dak, CD, Tony Pollard, nor Zeke. True. And let me just say this too, by oh, the way. Oh, here we go. And, and I and I've been and I've <laughs> been know where this is very. Going. I've been very kind about not like harping on. I hate the Eagles. Ha ha. He lost. <laughs> I'm not doing that. But before it. the game started, <laughs> Dak Prescott was given the Walter Payton Man of the Year award and got booed. And why is that? Because who's in the stadium? Philly fans. Philly fans. Come on. I don't like Dak either, but I felt kind of warm and fuzzy for me when they were showing what him working with special needs kids and stuff, and you booed him. There you go. There you Eagles, go, Philly. Eagles, the Eagles fans booed Dak Prescott. They booed um. LeBron James, when they mentioned him, you can see him over there. Yeah, you know, you, you make it hard to be sympathetic, Philly fan. And I, I don't, I haven't seen the damage yet, but I'm sure you burned up the city last night because you got a bad call at the end. Tore it, move so, uh, up, tore it down. They tore it down. They probably did. did. Ain't no telling. You, you already know there's a stage TV destruction, and a, <laughs> and, a, and, a, and a and a and a car got flipped. They said a car got flipped before the game. That makes zero sense to me. But, Why no. is we flipping cars and the coin hadn't been flipped yet? That's yeah, my whole thing. Hey, man, at least, at least Dad got a tro- at least Dad got a trophy on Super Bowl Sunday. Oh boy! At least Dad uh-huh. got a trophy on Super Bowl Sunday. Yes, 
Thanks, Jared Jones. Go restructure his deal now. So, <laughs> oh. so, so a year from now, I can talk about the Eagles in the Super Bowl again. All right. Anyway. All right. <laughs> All right, Scotty D. We're going to put a cap on the Cowboy Talk. Coming up next, yeah. the NBA trades. I don't know about Ooh. y'all, but I had a hard time trying to keep up. I'm glad I got some notes right here. Talking about that next right here on the Sports Bros Podcast. We go from the shield to the association, also known as the logo. No, it's the association. NBA trades, wheeling and dealing. Woo! People going all over the place, switching coasts. And if you ask me, everything was fine until John Morant said, only thing we got to <laughs> do is worry about Boston. And what did you do? Woo! Boy, hey, that's hey, it. hey, 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 look, hey, look. Pandora. Pandora's box. Everything, <laughs> everything came flying out. Uh, check out the visual aid on our YouTube channel. So he opened, John Moran opened up Pandora's box and every damn thing came out. The biggest trade, fellas, or well, one of the two biggest trades um, was Kyrie saying, you know what? You don't restructure my deal. I'm the hell up out of here. He goes out west to Dallas and then KD said, FTS, I'm not sticking around for this mess. I want to go to Phoenix. Do you think that Kyrie going to Dallas is going to work or is it going to fall on its face? Be live, what say you? Um, as I as I I'm, as I mentioned before, when it comes to Kyrie, there um the fact that Luca has the ball all the time. Like the, the their offense goes through Luca. Um and so now to have someone that Kyrie it, once he really develops that off the ball, like if you can bring us back to Kyrie when he played with LeBron James, if that happens, then man, you get you got a sight to see. Do I still do I see a championship? I still don't see that. I see a dynamic. But ah, I, it that was more or less just what can we get? That was more Brooklyn's what can we get to get Kyrie out of here? And they just jumped. And it was also where what can we get where Kyrie doesn't get what he wants to, to get him out of here? I think it's going to be fun to watch, but it's not going to produce a championship. I think you're, you're, um, I think Durant going to the Suns has a better chance of producing a championship. Um, now Durant stays healthy because that is something that I is going to be, oh, it's going, it's going to be like an artist with a paintbrush because Durant knows how to play off the ball, but Devin Booker knows how to play off the ball. CP3 knows how to distribute. He may be just outside of his prime, but he knows how to get the ball. He knows how to operate that system. And DeAndre Ayton, he's going to benefit from that as well. Like, it's going to be – that's going to be a beautiful thing to see. Um, I think more than anything, I think <laughs> John Morant, bro, I love you. South Carolina, you you nasty with me, boy. You may need to stop talking. God. Just for a little bit. Just, just, little bit. just, just, just. Bring it down just a little bit. Enjoy your money. And you trust me, and keep dunking on dudes because this dude dunks with reckless abandon. Like, good Lord. 
doesn't make any sense. But um, yeah, because he he wound up running point Jakob Poto from um <laughs> from from San Antonio to Toronto because he got traded too. Um, um, is it time will tell because it was one of those things we're already in a season where nobody really wanted to grab the um, bull by the horns uh, outside of Boston on on the east side. Like, everything else is up in the air. We don't even really, like, I actually would need to take a little bit of time to find out who exactly is leading in the West. I think, um... Is it Denver? I think it's Denver. Exactly. Like, and I may may throw my laptop um, against the wall if it don't get right. You ain't got to do all that. You do not have to do all that, Bill, because guess what I'm doing I got the standings right here. Denver leads the West um, at 39 and 18, followed by Ja Morant and the Grizzlies, uh, 34 and 22. The Sacramento Kings. Yeah, I called that years ago. I told you. I called that. I said, this is a, that team is very young. Once they start gelling together, ooh, yep. they're going to be. So they, they didn't snuck up on some people. Well, I'm, I'm going to call this one right now. Look out. For the 2030 Brooklyn Nets. Because <laughs> they have got some picks, baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Watch out for we're gonna let's go, let's go scout some middle schoolers right yeah. now. See who's yeah. the next big thing some, for 2030. There's oh. some eighth graders out there that are gonna lead the Nets back to glory. And they don't and they don't even know it yet. They don't even know it yet. Scotty D, what you think about uh, the trade? Um Kyrie going to um to uh, Dallas. The way I think about anything with Kyrie, it's gonna end in disaster. <laughs> he don't give a it's damn. Gonna be awful. It's gonna it's gonna end up. It's gonna blow up at some point. Um, sooner than later, probably. I think Kevin Durant going to the Suns was definitely the biggest move because Kevin Durant has already proved that he can go to an established team of stars and fit in and win. Mm-hmm. And the Suns team was in the finals just two years ago. They they came up short last year. But wouldn't it be good watching TV to have the Phoenix Suns versus the Golden State Warriors in the Western Conference Finals this spring? Oh, that would be nice. That would be that would be good. And I think that the Suns would overcome that team the way the way we're look, they're constructed right now. The Golden State Warriors are fighting just to get into the play-in tournament right now. I, I, I get yeah. that. I get that. There's still enough. There's still enough basketball left where they can they can get in. They weren't the top seed last year either, were they? I think they they struggled uh, just to. Phoenix, I think Phoenix, like was, a, Phoenix was the top seed last year. Yeah, they, they were. Yeah. yeah. So I I, I again we're we're still ways off. Steph Curry hasn't been playing. He's been hurt, but it, that would be very very good watching. I think it would be a great story to see uh, if it's Kevin Durant versus his old boys. To get into the finals, I think that would be that would be excellent. Um, I do think Phoenix now is in the driver's seat more so than than Dallas, just because I think Kyrie at some point he, he's he's gonna he's gonna blow up. Now he's gonna make them better while while he plays. And right now he might be in the honeymoon phase, but I don't think that's going to last very long. Something's bound to come come up with this guy because something always does. He's been at three stops, one of which the whole the whole organization built around him tried to please him and that didn't work and they were just couldn't wait to get rid of him goodbye we'll we'll send you and the guy you wanted to come with you we'll get rid of you both in back-to-back days but maybe the most overlooked was mo bamba to the lakers 
Woo! <laughs> the Lakers are now back in business, baby. Mo Bamba. Addition by subtraction, Westbrook is gone. Ugh. D'Angelo Russell's back. If only they had thought maybe not to get rid of D'Angelo Russell in the first place. Magic Johnson didn't like the video with him and Swaggy P and all that <laughs> controversy. And he went for Lonzo Ball in the draft. And what a mistake that was. Somehow Rob Palenka maintains his job. Anyway, uh, I do think <laughs> Russell was going to help the Lakers upgrade a little bit. And the Lakers got a lot younger. They got rid of Patrick Beverly also older and picked up some other under 30 players. Players, but it seemed like they picked up all like role players, bit players, and nothing spectacular. So I, I'm not factoring but, them in either. But that's what they. Here's the thing: I'm going to give the give the Lakers and Rob Blake a benefit of the doubt here. That's what they needed. Yeah, they oh, needed, agreed, really, agreed. They, they absolutely needed role players. They didn't need another superstar. They for, I agree. For good lord, I would can I, can I cuss and say they for damn sure didn't need Russell Westbrook. That was uh, a disaster from Jump Street. I called it. They were, oh man, six man of the year award. I'm like, that's that's half the problem right there. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. and oh, I'm going to go ahead and say this real quick because uh, I saw it and I'm, I was trying to pull it up. You know, since Russell Westbrook signed that ridiculous contract, that Supermax that he signed, that he, he is now played, he's now been on five different teams in that oh. five year contract. Ooh. Five different teams since he signed that contract. How they keep getting them wheeled and dealed in this time is beyond me. But man, oh man. He's so, so tantalizing. He's so tantalizing because you see the gifts that he had. And you've seen like the he, he averaged a triple-double and all this stuff. But, but he, it just, he didn't have the chemistry. And he doesn't seem to have chemistry with many, I guess. Uh, he, doesn't have chemi- he doesn't have chemistry with anybody because he like he, he's so stats-driven that it's, it's like, if it's not going through him, I knew it was wrong from Jump Street way back in Oklahoma City. When you've got Kevin Durant on your team and James Harden on your team, why is Russell Westbrook leading your team in shot attempts? Yeah. Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Russell Westbrook is the one that's leading the team in shot attempts. Something is wrong, 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 and it's been that way the entire time. It's like your 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 personal individual stats are only going to get you, but so far. But he's um that was one of the surprising trades. Guess another one that um people are not talking about too much because it really is so insignificant. It really doesn't matter. But the beginning of the season. Um, a certain player got traded away to the Los Angeles Clippers. And as he was leaving um, and went to Los Angeles Clippers, he was like, man, I'm so glad to get the heck out of this town and from this team and this trash and da-da-da-da-da just to get traded back to that same team. Wow. And he's back with the Houston Rockets, and we're talking about John Wall. Like, it's so insignificant, but it's the fact that <laughs> you, you, you never know what these executives are going to do. <laughs> you talk cash about this, how bad Houston was, and now you got traded back to the worst team in the NBA. <laughs> it's like, John Kick Wall, it, this, Kicking this, that this, sand into the litter box, and there you are, back in the crap again. Some, somebody else with a super max contract that had, did not pan out at all. 
Man, yeah, he all. he was he was robbed with the injuries though. I mean, he, I, I I to me he's reminiscent of Derrick Rose, who early in his yeah. career was was explosive. And and to me sometimes John Morant looks that same way, and you just hope that injuries don't claim him as well. But yeah, John Wall at one point looked like he was like a world beater and just couldn't couldn't shake the injury bug. Yeah, man. Yeah. Now he's he's literally going to be just um, brushed aside and to may never be heard of again because you you're not, not going to see another big contract from him. And now he's on a Rockets team that are literally bottom of the barrel. Um, there was I mean it was so it was so much. I was actually trying. I was trying to that video that I made. Mm-hmm. I was I I made the mistake of starting that video before the deadline, like before three o'clock and I'm over here. Oh crap. Oh crap. Oh crap. I'm just like, wait, wait, hold, hold on. Wait oh, I gotta go and scratch all this. But I had Patrick Beverly still on the Lakers and that's, you know, he gone. And that was another one where Patrick Beverly had tweeted like when D'Angelo Russell was traded to the Lakers, like, oh man, the gang yeah. is back together again. <laughs> and then, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yo, why did they do my bad like that? But it's, it's don't hit business. send. Don't hit send. Yeah. Don't press send. Don't press send. Hey, you know, you know what should have been funny, be live. You would have made a meme with him doing the camera, and then you look and it has the announcement, Patrick Barry's been traded to the temple. Mm. <laughs> that would have been so funny. I, I I did one, I did a little piece of that video. I did it's a little like um little side gag where I put on uh, where um, Jay Crowder got traded from Phoenix to Brooklyn and then got traded to, um, I believe it was Minnesota. He got traded to you. I think it was Utah or it could have been, it could have been, Utah. maybe I, I, I forget it, where he went I, it, again, too hard to keep track of. Yeah. I stopped trying. I was like, let me put these, let me put these notable trades in this video that I put together. But I was like, Oh, he got traded again as I'm making a video, so let me just fade him out of this so that the end too. Yeah, yeah. But, Jay, uh, um, how the Jay Crowder trade tra- trade breaks down? It involves it involves the Suns, the Nets, and the Bucks. So oh, he went quick. to the Bucks. He's but, right. a, ooh, yeah, yeah. That's good for them. That's a good that pickup. Yeah. All, right, all right, so here we go. Uh, the Suns receive Kevin Durant and T.J. Warren, and I know you're probably wondering who is T.J. Warren. Just look up Bubble Basketball. And he was a guy dropping like what thirty and forty points and some some stuff like that. You got him and the Nets in turn they get Mikael Bridges, Cameron Johnson, Juan Pablo Vallet, and they get a twenty twenty three first round from a twenty twenty three first three twenty twenty three first round picks. I'm sorry, a twenty twenty three first round pick from Phoenix, the twenty twenty five first round pick from Phoenix, twenty twenty seven first round pick from Phoenix, a twenty twenty eight pick swap. From Phoenix, twenty twenty eight second round pick from Milwaukee. I'm out of breath. Twenty twenty nine first round pick from Phoenix, and a twenty twenty nine second round pick from Milwaukee. The Bucks they get Jay Crowder, and the Pacers get George Hill, Serge Ibaka, um, Jordan Nwora, three future first round picks from the Bucks, and some money from the uh, from the Nets. <sighs> that was like that's just one. That that's one um, trade involving three teams. There was way too much going on, man. So much goes into trades in in professional sports. It's incredible. Yeah, I mean, like you know, you get traded for like a third round draft pick, 
a pack of Marble Light 100s, some gummy worms, um, a three-piece dinner and a biscuit from Dodgers Chicken, <laughs> Tom Brady's left pinky toenail, and $3. Oh. Like, like, what the hell? Oh, man, that's it, fellas. But guess what time it is? What huh. time? What we? But what are we about to get into? Is it that time? Oh, is it that time? Yes, time to we- give the Chiefs their respect. Because not a nail <laughs> Scott D. Not like, yeah, a like, nail. No, no, like nobody gives them respect. Yeah. Jesus. I'm like, I'm like, man, what the hell wrong with you? I'm glad you asked for us this time once again for our favorite portion of the show. You guess it. It's the choices of the voices. And with that being said, hey old button, hit it. Choices of the voices coming right at you, right here on the Sports Bros Podcast. <laughs> And now, our favorite part of the show, the choices of the voices. Once again, thank you to the wonderful and... Watch your ears, Scotty. So lovely, Miss Button, for introducing our favorite portion of the show. That's right. You guessed it. You heard it. You know it. It is the choices of the voices. We ask y'all questions. You give us answers. And then B-Live decides where your answer corresponds with the topic at hand. And he might put you in the penalty box. Or he might not move. That being said, Scotty D, what's on tap for this week's Choices of the Voices? Well, I got sick of hearing about Kyrie Irving last week, so I asked, who else out there, professional athlete-wise, have we either in the past or currently, we're just tired of hearing about them. Their drama just, just drains us. We get fatigued from hearing about their stories. And we did have a couple good answers here, Eddie Cool. All right, so let's get right into it. Uh, Diamond Dave Romito, he says Rogers immediately comes to mind. No shortage of drama there. <laughs> uh, he's not lying about that. Yeah, I think isn't he? Isn't he like in the dark or something right now? That's just what yeah, we'll get. We'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. Keep. Yeah. I'm. I'm already tired. I'm already. Just that sentence is exhausting. I, I I don't I don't I don't know I, I guess he's sitting in the closet naked in the dark or something like that we, calling yeah, that hell I don't know it don't, don't make a damn difference yeah just, we gonna move right along be like we gonna move right along Corey Logren gave us a image slash graphic and he is tired of Bernie a cutout of weekend at Bernie's Bernie Lomax <laughs> the legendary Terry uh kisser or Kaiser. Uh, from the Bernie Mac series I mean not Bernie Mac series but the, uh, the weekend at Bernie series yeah so uh, he's tired of looking at Bernie. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. He we, must. We, we we never really got an explanation. Um, Scotty Scotty D. <laughs> Scotty D. asked, and we got nothing. Um, so we don't know what the hell what your answer was. So um, penalty box. Come on, man. You gotta be a little bit clearer <laughs> with what the hell is going on because we always like. Um. All right. So I'm just gonna leave the picture up there, and just for space, I I was like, all right, cool. Moving on. All right, moving right along. Craig Burns, he gives us a a hee-hee-ha-ha emoji. He says this in a graphic of a postcard that says, greetings from Tampa Bay with Rob Gronkowski and Tom Brady. So he's tired of hearing about Tom, Edward, Patrick, Carmichael, Jingleheimer, Schmidt, Brady. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you, you get him for another 10 years if you're tuning in on Fox. For the whopping grand total of three hundred and seventy-five million. Oh God, bless! Just a total damn football. And he gets to take a year off, and then come in 20, 
24, he, he said he's taking a year off to learn the craft and learn and hone his skills when it comes to broadcasting. Oh, dear God. And, and then he'll be probably bumping Greg Olson, who, by uh, the way, did it. He did it. I, 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 will, I will fight. Greg Olson know, is doing his thing. On, but but. Greg, Greg Olson, he did okay, but it's, it's, it's something about his tone. It's It's just... Because anytime you throw it to him, it's always yeah, like Kevin Burkhart. So the Eagles got here in the strength of the defensive line. Yeah, they had a really stout defensive line all year long. They get to the quarterback, they are able to stop the run. What do you think, Jalen Hurts will have a good second? Yeah, Jalen Hurts has all the skill set you need as an NFL quarterback. He's a, he's a I don't, I don't, quarterback. that's I don't that's how he about, talks. That's how he talks. Tell me, tell me, he doesn't. That's not what I said. I just I don't know how I feel about you <laughs> mocking my uh, future <laughs> Hall of Fame tight end. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. That's the, yeah. yeah when I play with Carolina, I was able to get open, so I am going to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> well, I will, watch, watch your mouth. Yeah, I will watch my mouth. I will. I will. I will, I will definitely digress. So, 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 Greg, how do you feel about your oatmeal bread this morning? Did you like it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was really good. I, I, sometimes it's a little warm, but today it was the perfect temperature. What about well, you, you? Prefer brown sugar or milk? Yeah, I love milk. <laughs> I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. I'm sorry. Hey, hey, you, you know what? Coming from a, yeah. um, a, a a color commentator in training myself, um, those first few years, you're really trying to. Greg is trying to figure everything out. He's in he's the- fine. He's yeah. Fine. yeah. yeah it's yeah. one of those things where there's certain things that we have we have certain tendencies. Yep. Like you know, and at the end of the day, I mean, sometimes people turn them, and I turn half of what I do into catchphrases. That's why I like hit my yes sir. That 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 is now a catchphrase. What happened? That's a catchphrase now. But I it, but it, there's certain tendencies I I. I'm trying my best not to be the um person on um, this, on um, that. People, yeah. some people are bad at that. It's just, um, and they have to make a sound. There it is now. <laughs> they, they have to, they have to make a sound to process their thought before they speak it. And so that that maybe his mechanism. And now it's stuck in my head, Scotty. Yeah, D. maybe it is. <laughs> anyway, what else we got here? <laughs> Let me get off his back for a minute. Yep, this is going on YouTube most definitely. All right. We got um the homeboy Jose, because I don't want to butcher his name. He said, I turned around. Uh, they turned around and dropped 74 in the first half. Uh, first half, though, can't hate on numbers. I'm tired of everything. Brady News, F that guy. He just kind of all over the place. But, yeah, F Tom Brady. He tired of Tom Brady ass, all right? I, think okay. he, I forget what he was referencing when he said something about the 74 in the first half. That probably was in the... In the thread, I miss or whatever, but yeah, he's basically he's just tired of Tom Brady, yeah. and uh, yeah, can't really blame him. Man. Twenty plus twenty plus years of the dude, and you know he's right here taking half naked photos in his drawers and everything. They said it, they said somebody somebody dared him to do it or something like that. So, anyway, you know, he is single, and he's loaded, man. He don't give up, no. <laughs> <laughs> but don't don't get too crazy on social media because they I'm pretty sure there's a clause in that 375 million dollar contract that you, you take it off the air quick. Just ask Michael Irvin. Yeah, keep clothes on your yeah. oh, oh, oh. <laughs> All right, moving right along. We got Joe. We got Josh Baker. He says, as far as I can stand to hear about 
uh who do we <laughs> every who who do we every year have to hear about how great Zeke Elliott is um then watch him completely be mediocre and be outplayed by Tony Pollard the dude looked unstoppable a few years back behind one of the greatest offensive lines ever assembled but he's just average he's tired of hearing about Zeke I don't think I don't I don't know I don't know say about that what y'all think? Well, his, his, and I, to, to what he's probably saying is that he's probably tired of the fact that Dallas and Scotty D, you can you can definitely um because this is your team, but they still like why is Zeke Elliott still their number one running back? Like that's what he's probably tired of. Scotty D talked to us. This, this yeah, I'm your, tired of that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, some like, some of these some of these things I, I I can understand. People get tired of hearing just things about them, and, and I'm sure there's cowboy fatigue all over the place. I mean, people get tired of it. I, I had a friend of mine used to say, "Man, I'm tired of Emmitt Smith. Every time he gets hurt, the announcers make such a big deal about him coming back onto the field." And I say, "But that's not Emmett doing it. Emmett's just playing and trying to get back on the field. That's the announcers. Th- this stuff I had more in mind was like, what are these?" guys doing that are off the field and you could go to Ezekiel back in you know he, he's had a couple of those weird off the field things where he, he you know he, he had the whole the whole suspension thing and then he did something with where he's in handcuffs leaving the fair or something weird I, I forget a music festival or something he's had a, a few things also so but yeah but as far as what he's saying is he's tired of hearing about how good he is when he's not been good for five years and that that's understandable. Yeah, I can I can understand that. Uh, next up, we got Bruce Wilkinson. He said, "Easy question, LeBron. <clears throat> LeBron, yeah, all time scoring leader in the NBA, and yes, he his then story took the night has, off. Well, and took man, the next game off. <laughs> he, he, he scored, and yeah, and and they lost down that yeah. game." <laughs> That he broke the record. Uh, yeah, I could I could definitely see that. He um you knew the accomplishment was coming. Yeah. But yeah, I um I'm at this point in time, but I am I'd be okay for the rest of the year if I didn't hear anything about LeBron. Because Yeah, and every time he tweets, it's all over the place. I mean, it, it there was a lot a lot going. And part of that too is that you just Everyone wants to shove a camera or, or or microphone in the guy's face every time something happens anywhere across the world. You know, it's just he's been anointed as like the the leader of all athletes. So it's, yeah, I mean, anytime anything happens, you hear anything about his son. I mean, you hear a lot about his son now just because it's LeBron's son. So that yeah. that one, I I think that's a good call on that one. I can I can agree with that. Yes, sir. And we got a few more before we move along to our next segment. Um, Tony Bogan, what's going on, TB? What's happening? Check out this podcast. Um, tapped in with Tony um Bogan on YouTube and Spotify. All right. Uh, he said, even though this man is one of the most accomplished quarterbacks of all time <laughs> and a surefire Hall of Fame, I gotta say, Tom, Edward, John, Jacob, Jingleheimer, Smith, Fritz Gerald, Kirkpatrick, <laughs> Brady. So yeah, why did you have to add on? He had it perfect. This was the best name compilation ever. You still couldn't just let it read what he said. <laughs> you, you had to add stuff to it. The man said, I got to say, Thomas Edward, John Jacob, Jingleheimer, Schmidt, Brady. His name is my name, too. Yes, 
best name <laughs> compilation ever. Thank you, Tony. That's what I'm talking about. Yes, uh, I was here <laughs> for it. I said, <laughs> oh man, uh, oh man. Thank you, Tony. Moving right along, we got Joe Comfort who gave us an essay. Um, real quick, he said, you know, a lot of athletes fit the category with the advent of social media. Um, it plays wrong who people get tired of. Um, he have to get a, a nod to Floyd Mayweather. Um, boxes oh, yeah. Floyd Mayweather. He said boxes has been a sport with the tops of um Ali and Mike Tyson. Uh yeah. So he pretty much don't like Floyd Mayweather. It's it's a it's an it's an E S S A Y and whole essay. So yeah, he said he don't like um Floyd Mayweather. There was a there's uh, a minute there where Floyd was you know, uh, you're hearing a lot about him and his yeah. drama. Yeah. What essentially what I think and I'm I'm gonna try to um I'm gonna try to um what's what's the I'm um, translate basically Floyd Mayweather and his accomplishments congratulate all that but now every fight that he's fighting isn't even really a fight it's a yeah. promotion it's yeah. an exhibition it's this he's money this money that he makes all this money where is the real boxing where is the actual prize fights that we need to talk about and they're not there anymore it's the likes of Floyd Mayweather Tyson Fury and um, which one of them logos? I keep getting these logos mixed up. I, you know what? Jake Paul. Jake Paul. Oh, look, look, okay. See, see, I didn't mess up the last name. There's Jake and Logan Paul. You know what? God. Oh, <laughs> congratulations to both of them. Screw it. I want to be an influencer and a video creator. Yeah. Uh, in online, blah, 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 whatever. You know what? Just, just, uh, I'm not just hating. So, yeah, go ahead. Um, that's um Amtrak and something. Moving right. right along, we got our Hall of Famer, Uncle Max. He says, Karen Rogers, all right, <laughs> um, has been tired me out for years now. Drama is his middle name. And before we close out this segment, uh, let's go to Trey Duke. He just says, that Prescott, and there's a note that says, see Sports World's podcast episode 125, 137, 160, episode 9, <laughs> 10, Episode 45. Well, he just don't like him. flat out. <laughs> just flat out. Yeah. 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 And then he and then I'm he tired said, of him too. Yeah. And then he says Antonio Brown or Kyrie Irving, but it's Dak. I'm not gonna do this with you, um, trade dude. It's Dak. You can't, <laughs> you can't stand the man. That's it. You can't stand that. But that being said, fellas, uh a person you're tired of hearing about. Scotty D, what say you? I got a bunch. We got the money man. Well, I, yeah, well, I, 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 how much time do we have? I'm going through. Them quick. <laughs> I'm going through him quick. But um, Antonio Brown was definitely one because that dude just he's you just can't get he's he's exhausting. And at one point, I felt the same way about Terrell Owens. There was always drama with To, and he's fighting with Don McNabb on the sideline. He's doing sit ups in his driveway. He's he's on the on the Cowboys starting middle. There's always something with To. Uh, I, I'm even now a couple years ago, the guy he won't go to the Hall of Fame, even though he wanted to be in the Hall of Fame. And then this pastor, he's telling everybody, Yeah, I'm still in contact with the Cowboys. Buck. No, he's not. No, he's not. Go away, T.O. We nobody's buying that garbage. Um, didn't, he, didn't he appear in a fan control football league? Yes, yes, he did. That's right. That's right. <laughs> See, See he's, he's exhausting that guy. Maybe he might be the, the answer the most ever. Uh, for a few years, I got sick of Brett Favre. Will he retire? Won't he retire? We're oh flying God. to his property and getting him back. And he's going to he's going to the Jets and he's going to the Vikings and all that stuff. And then 
this is going to actually come to an end. But for for the last couple of years, I've been tired of hearing Conor McGregor, who he's going to fight next and who he's tweeting and his drama and his bar fights and he headbutts an old man. And John Jones, he's getting in trouble out of the octagon and he's he's getting in fights and arrest and all that. And neither of them did anything in the octagon for years. And both are are going to fight this year. John Jones in just a few weeks and Conor McGregor at the end of the summer. So those are some of the ones that have given me athlete fatigue through the years. Be live. I'm going to make this very simple. Thank you, um, Uncle Matt. So someone else that said it as well. I'm going to make mine very simple. Aaron Rodgers. I, I don't care what you do over the summer. <laughs> and where do you come up with this stuff? Where, 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 where do you come up? What in the entire hell is a darkness retreat? Who comes up with like, <laughs> I, I get the concept, but this, like, you so there's an actual retreat that you are cut, like, you are separated from all of lie, like, or you could just turn off your phone, go to your breaker box and just put that off. But that is a whole retreat that you have to go on. And then there's, like, who the hell heard of ayahuasca and now it's a darkness? I don't care anymore, bro. I don't care, Aaron Rodgers. I really don't care. I'm the penalty box. I, I think I did add him to my permanent penalty box <laughs> because what, what is a, a darkness retreat? I'm going to Google it just to see what I need to do to go on a darkness retreat. You know what a darkness, darkness retreat is to me? is when I don't have enough money to pay my electric bill. That's what a darkness <laughs> retreat is to me. That, uh, like, that, that, that man, Aaron Hey, hey look, I'm going to tell you what a darkness retreat is. You see what I just did here? I just turned yeah. off my lights. Yeah. Yeah. He ain't going to do nothing but turn his breaker box off, find his business closet, and sit there naked. That's all they're going to do. That's <laughs> all he's going to do. All right, and I'll go ahead and go. And since we're speaking of Aaron Rodgers, the apple don't fall too far from the tree. He had to learn it from Brett Favre. Okay, so, um, you know, Brett Favre, he's in the news for all the wrong reasons, and now he wants to sue Pat McAfee and Shannon Sharp because of some mess he did, caught red-handed. All right. That's true. That's and true. Then, and then now it's over here like, um, I better be very careful. He, he might want to try to sue me. Hey, I ain't stealing from nobody, all right? I, I, oh, yeah. we, we're slandering his name for what he did. Yeah, you you did you did you did to yourself, partner. I was and Pat, I, and Pat I, Matthews said it perfectly. Uh, allegedly, allegedly, we, so we're supposed to put that word in front of it. Alleged, that makes it oh, sound right. any allegedly, better. Allegedly, allegedly. What yeah, the, you, yeah, you, you did it. You did it. So I, I'm I'm tired of of a former Packers quarterback and a guy that don't know what the hell he want to do. I'm sick of them both. I, I could care less. As soon as I see Aaron Rodgers. Click with that being said, Scotty <laughs> D, what's on tap for next week's choices of the voices? Uh, this one is um, just gonna be kind of a quick and to the point one. But who do you think is most likely to return to the Super Bowl next year, Eagles or Chiefs? Pretty, pretty basic stuff for next week. Don't have to go too far in depth in your thinking caps. Who is more likely to be in the Super Bowl next year, the Chiefs or Eagles? And that'll give us something to talk about next week, Kitty Cool. All right, and that about does it for this edition of the Choices of the Voices. Stay tuned. We got a round of pepper coming up next right here on the Sports Bros Podcast. I'm going to turn them damn lights off. <laughs>
Okay, boys, let's bring it home with a round of pepper. All right, y'all heard the woman. It's time for us to go home and get what I call the hell up out of here. But before we go, we're going to leave you with a round of pepper. You know how to do it. Three topics, rapid fire style, kind of, sort of, not really here to engage, enlighten, educate, and entertain. All right. And those are the four E's in no particular order. I'll give somebody $20 if they, uh, <laughs> if they, uh, remember the exact order. Uh, you're probably going to get it. With that being said, I'll go first. All right. On this day in history, back in 1966, Wilt, the Stilt Chamberlain, breaks the NBA career scoring record at 20,884 points. It has since been eclipsed by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who held the record forever. And then it's been eclipsed recently by one LeBron James, putting his crown on his head. It's kind of tilted a little bit, like some pimping stuff. <laughs> Over to you, Scotty D. All right, in 1999, after winning the Super Bowl, John Elway, superstar quarterback, announced his retirement. And here, this year, once again, history repeating itself from the Super Bowl-winning quarterback announces his retirement. That's right, Chad Henney. <laughs> away from the game. What a long, strange journey it's been. Farewell, Chad Henney, and thank you for the memories. Be live. Over to you. Anything is possible, baby. <laughs> That was an incredible build because I'm over here like, what the heck? What, what are you talking about? Yes, I did read that story too. Like, <laughs> Super Bowl, that was, I, I applaud you for that. that was, Thank you. Thank great you, build, great build. All right. Me with my first pepper point. Well, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, all of the baseball purists, all the baseball historians out there. Do not get your panties in a wide. Just let let your speaker go. It is what it is. You mean the jockstrap, Eli? You mean, you mean oh, the jockstrap? I'm not allowed to say that anymore. I'm about to get canceled. Okay. All right, cool. Y'all know what it is. Um, Major League Baseball is making this rule permanent. In all regular season extra inning games, a runner will be placed on second base to begin the 10th inning, and every subsequent extra inning after that until a winner is determined. They are making the base runner on second base in extra innings a permanent thing. Boo! Eddie Cool. The ball. Yeah, well, back to those roller rules again. Huh, here we go. All right. My second purple point involves Scotty D's favorite football league, the XFL. <clears throat> oh, he clears his throat. Wait, wait, let's try this again. The XFL. Where's your where's your turd? Um uh, <laughs> I thought he was gonna give us a oh, but he but he gave us Greg Olson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, USFL is a great league. There's a lot of good up and coming talent in USFL. Greg, wrong league. All right, so here we go. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the week oh, one, it's this, uh, the, the week one begins on uh, Saturday, February the 18th at 3 p.m. with a kickoff between uh, the Las Vegas Vipers and the Arlington Renegades. That'll be at 3 p.m., and you can catch that on uh, ABC. Scotty D might be able to get some tickets. The Orlando Guardians at the uncrowned champions of um, the XFL prior, the Houston Roughnecks. Uh, they'll be on FX and um, ESPN. 
at 8.30, there'll be the night game. Uh, the next day, we got the St. Louis Battlehawks at the San Antonio Brahmas. And closing out week one are the Seattle Sea Dragons at the D.C. Defenders. You're on football. Let's get it. Over to you, Scotty D. Ugh, just, just, uh, I'd rather watch live golf. And, <laughs> on, and actually, on, on the CW. On the CW. And by the way, how about Scotty Scheffler getting it done at the at the Waste Management Open? Big yep. tournament out in Arizona. All right, everybody uh, likes to, every year, we go through this every year, people say, I can't wait to watch the Super Bowl for the commercials. And then they go, those commercials were terrible. I didn't like those commercials. Well, you, you have, I, I don't know what kind of epic major motion picture you're expecting for 60-second ads in the Super Bowl, but some are better than others. My favorite this year was the He Gets Us. The Jesus commercials, because a lot of people like to villainize Christians and what they stand for. And a lot of that is because of the behavior of certain people. But let me just say, without going too much up on the on the uh, on the pedestal here. He gets us. I like the positivity that was shown on the light in Christianity over the Super Bowl. That's that's really all. Be life. Over to you. All right. Absolutely. Um, I definitely always profess him as my loving, um, my Lord and Savior. I, I and I may get canceled, don't care. I ain't, gonna, <laughs> I, ain't gonna, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna deny the man like Peter. But I agree. I, I agree. Not, what you, what you got to do? You got to channel your inner Mike Gundy. I'm forty. I'm a man. <laughs> That's how you get somebody off you. Yeah, I'm literally forty years old too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, me too. I ain't not use that. I'm forty. I'm a man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, second pepper point coming at you comes in the form of college basketball. This is not football when I say this. College basketball, you have a new number one team in college basketball. Remember, I said basketball. And it comes in the form of the Alabama Crimson Tide. Roll the time. number one basketball team and all of collegiate collegiate basketball. Purdue lost to Northwestern last week. David, they had a stranglehold on the um, number one um, spot um, being unanimous. But, yeah, a loss will do that to you. And Alabama <laughs> makes their first appearance at number one for the first time in 20 years. There's something going on down there in old Tuscaloosa. Eddie Cool, the ball. And the SEC reigns supreme in men's basketball and women's basketball. Be like, I'm, I'm just stating facts. I'm not here to lie. I'm not here to fabricate. I'm not here to BS. I'm here to tell the truth. All right, with that being said, it's time once again for my third and final pepper point. Three things. It's Tuesday, so you know what that means. All right, three things, all right? Thing number one, stop destroying your damn TVs. Why and for what? Go outside, <laughs> kick grass, tackle a tree, go do something. TV ain't did nothing to you. It may have broken your heart, but that's your gift for falling in love with a the team. They're going to let you down from time to time. Again and again, so get it over with, all right? I'm going I'm to I'm interject real quick. The last video I've seen of somebody destroying the TV, they hadn't even taken the crap out of the wrapper entirely. You can still see the sticker at the bottom and all the tape and stuff on the back of the TV. Come on, bro. Y'all got, got to do better. Y'all got to do a whole lot better 
man. You, wow. You so you you bought that TV to purposely just to break it. Yeah. So you yeah, buy just, it just to break it. I'll, I'll take that TV. We'll take that TV. Just donate that to the Sports Bowls podcast. That'll be your contribution. All right. Oh, yeah. Thing number two: rumors. The script is it staged? First of all, if you're talking about the script, show us the proof. Oh, that's right. You don't have the proof. Arian Foster just said, you know what? They gave me a script, and they told me to do this, this, and this. You know what, Arian Foster? You ain't been right since you went vegan, all right? As soon as you went <laughs> vegan, your career went down here. You quit eating red meat, and, and people start giving a damn about you. So as far as these script rumors, you need to stop. And this other rumor about Patrick Mahomes taking a rapid drug test after the game and all this stuff. You know what? If you can't improve facts, STFU now and forever. And the third final thing. Shout out to Patrick Mahomes Sr. He said, what, <laughs> they asked him, what you smoking on tonight? Is that smelly blood? What are you smoking on that smelly blood tonight? <laughs> also, there's a very touching video of um, Pat Sr. hugging Patrick Mahomes Jr. and telling him, "I right, boy, I ain't never seen nothing like you. You one of a kind. You something special. Boy, I love the hell out of you. Um, warm my heart because as a guy that lost his father, um, it strikes me right here. So it's good to see that his daddy, you know, namely a black father, um, being there for his son. Oh, you Scotty D. All right. Very good, Eddie. Cool. Uh, so I mentioned this earlier in the show, but there was an, a tremendous uh, fight card put on by the UFC in Australia this past weekend, including the first ever battle of pound for pound number ones. And number two, on the, at the same night, Alexander Volkanovsky, featherweight, and Islam Makachev, lightweight, going at each other. They were considered the number one and number two pound-for-pound pound best. And Volkanovsky came up short three rounds of two. Because as I'm looking at the UFC rankings, they still have Volkanovsky listed as number one on the pound-for-pound. Pound. So I'm not sure if that's going to flip-flop or if they're considering that that fight was just so good that nothing was decided. But it was an incredible fight. Uh, you guys have heard me before talk about these upcoming young guys, Islam Makachev being being one of the guys I said was going to be the champion for a long time because he looks so dominant in his last fight out. He destroyed Charles Oliveira. And so it only made sense that this time with Volkanovski coming in and going up 10 pounds in weight against a bigger guy that I was expecting Islam Makachev to destroy Volkanovski or at the very least to beat him handily, to take him down, control him with his wrestling and his striking because he's a complete package. And yet Volkanovski just stood in there and took everything he had. Some argue he won the fight. I don't believe so. I believe that it was scored correctly with Makachev taking two or three, the first two rounds and the fourth round and Volkanovski taking rounds three and five. But it was an incredible fight. And it was, guys, this was so exciting because Volkanovski is Australian and he had the entire arena was popping for him like a WWE event. Every time he did it, every time he threw a punch or broke a hold, he was able to withstand Makachev's strength, which is striking and then controlling him on the ground and was able to, to rise up and get to his feet several times. And it was just an incredible fight. And for those of you who don't watch UFC, you miss out when it comes to events like this. So that I, I just wanted to give a shout out to what could end up possibly being the fight of the year, even though it happened here in early February. But great. I, I don't know that I've ever seen a fight where I had gained so much more respect from the guy who lost the fight and seen so much shine go on the guy who lost the fight than I have on this particular fight. And I hope we get to see a rematch and I hope it happens sometime soon. In the meantime, we'll have to sat, uh, sit and wait as John Jones is preparing 
take on Cyril Gaughan for the heavyweight championship in just a few weeks. And on February 26th, Jake Paul versus Tommy Fury boxing match. Looking forward to these upcoming battles, B-Live. As B-Live drops his head. Paul, oh, brother, I swear. All right. My third and final pepper point. Scotty D, I believe you'll be very, very interested in this because um, I... This is where the Super Bowl commercials actually work because I was very, very intrigued. I will be going to see The Flash. I'm actually in the middle of bench watching all the seasons mm. of The Flash right now because that looks really good. And I'm a Marvel fan, but that what movie about, looks What about Cocaine Bear? Are we going to see Cocaine Bear? Hell no. Hell <laughs> don't no. I have no idea what. I don't even know what that even is. So <laughs> I, I'll I'll I'll, I I'll tell you a little later off oh, air. Okay. Live. It's it's like what in the hell? And they say it's based on a true story. I can't believe but, that's a real story. That's funny. But anyway, go ahead, be live. But my future binge watching self, I'm very interested in this because there is a new show coming out on on Netflix. Um, it's an immersive documentary, and it's debuting on February fifteenth called. Full swing, and it's, it's a documentary series following a group of professional golfers on and off the course throughout the 2022 PGA Tour season, which will oh, also include which will also include the Live Golf Series as well. Oh, oh, I'm intrigued. Let's yeah. Get it. So some some of the players that um, are featured: Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas, Kalamar Kawa, Brooks Kepp. Scotty Scheffler, Ian Poulter, Roy McElroy, Dustin Johnson, Tony Finau, Tony Finau watch. Tony Finau watch. Yeah. Matt, uh, Matt Fitzpatrick, Sahith Tagala, Joel Zaman, Mito Pereira, and Cameron Young. So this is going to be an in-depth documentary following the 2022 PGA season on and off, behind the scenes and all the things coming out on Netflix, Netflix. February 15th. Full swing. Check it out. I'm absolutely. I'm. I promise you. I'm gonna watch. They picked a. They picked a good year to get some juicy exactly. stuff. Yeah. Exactly. I like. Yeah. No. No. Bryson DeChambeau. I don't see Bryson DeChambeau on, but I, I see Dustin Johnson. So you you know the live golf thing is gonna be talked about. Yeah. It's like, no. Oh yeah. Oh absolutely. And I'm I'm here. And I am absolutely here for it. So. Thank you, Super Bowl commercials. Best commercial, I don't care what anybody says, was Paramount Plus because um, Sylvester Stallone was a <laughs> I kind of like the rock star ones, too. I, I thought they were good. The rock star commercials. Hey, the, the Tubi commercial had everybody messed up. What? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. We like, yeah. who touched the remote? I have a habit like of leaving the remote like on the couch when I'm laying down and I was like, oh, they're back from commercial. And then all that popped up. Oh, whoa, wait a minute. Wait. Yes, <laughs> you got us. You dirty you dog. Got, you absolutely got Good. us. That's Good. And, um, oh, and it was, it also, was also, it was, yeah. it was also good to see Steve Martin too. Um, there was there was um, when they were doing a coin flip, and right after they before they did the coin flip, they did that dedication to uh, the Arizona Cardinals player that went um Pat Tillman. Uh, Pat Tillman. Pat, they, um, yeah, they awarded that 
they awarded um they had the award that um for the person the person that was going to um, toss the coin. Mm-hmm. Sorry, it wasn't Donna Kelsey. But they did that, they literally cut the black and then had that dedication. They're like, oh, and I was like, what happened to the fees? What's going on? Yeah. But man, it, it was it was it was impressive to watch. And just to let everybody know, I am the um I am the father of Rihanna's baby. All right, cool. Hey, congratulations. <laughs> One and by the way, seven. those those confuse those commercials are a little less confusing if you're not like six or seven Zimas in before a kickoff. I mean, that's kinda- Zima. <laughs> hey, that's a, that's a call. That's a call. Zima and grits. That's a call back to it the whole episode. I think we'll wow. put that one in the link too. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been another extra packed episode of the Sports Bowls podcast. Thank you for watching and listening. And in closing, do something nice for yourself. And if you can do something nice for something else, they'll greatly appreciate it. Now. More than ever, be a blessing, not a burden, because don't nobody like burdens. We love blessings around these parts here. It's been another episode of the Sports Bros Podcast. Be live. You know what to do. Yes, sir. Going to Kansas City. Kansas City, here I come. Hey, Simo. Did, did you know that, that Kansas City is in Kansas and Missouri? Mm-hmm. Uh, Kansas City, yeah, Kansas City, like it's right there on the line. It's you know some people get confused, but yeah, the state, the state border splits the two cities. Yeah, confusing, wild. So what what part of Kansas City you live in? Oh, I live in the Kansas part. What about you? Oh, the Missouri part. <laughs> hey guys, the show's over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. see you next week. According to Scott, we need to get the hell up out of here. Bye, y'all. Take care. Love you. See ya. Hey, it's Eddie Cool here from the Sports Bros Podcast. And do you want some more of the Sports Bros Podcast in your life? Wait a minute, don't answer that. The answer is yes. And I know you want some more of the Sports Bros Podcast in your life. Do us a small favor. Go to the description box, click our Linktree link, and you'll see all the links on how to follow the Sports Bros Podcast. Once again, thanks for listening.